Live from F102, welcome back to Art As We Know It. This is episode three of season two. With this podcast, we hope to share our art knowledge and help inspire others to find art in their daily lives. So today on the podcast, we have... Ayan. Theo. Max. Shahina. And Giselle. Our main topic for today is album covers, but before we dive into it, let's hear the answer to our trivia question from last week. So last week's trivia question was, what was the 1956 album cover of the year? And the answer is Elvis Presley's The Kind of Rock and Roll. And for this day in art history, the first public art exhibition was held at the Palace Royale in France in 1667. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not that long. I mean, it was kind of long ago, but not that, not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So have y'all ever wondered where album covers came from or asked like why the cover was a division sign or something like that? So in this episode, we're going to discuss a brief history and analyze the progression of album art throughout the decades. So we can start with the origin of art covers for albums. So in 1938, Columbia Records hired Alex Steinwes as the very first director of art, and he is credited with the conception of album covers that we know today. And in the later parts of the 1940s, ma many major labels were created with different kinds of paper covers and original designs as well. So the term album is eventually used to describe the 12-inch long plane records, which play at 33 and one-third RPM. And by the 1950s, they became the standard format. And there was many different designs on albums, like the Beatles had their own kind of design. And also other groups like the Zombies, Odyssey, and the Oracle, and the psychedelic sounds of the 13th floor elevators. So it's very unique. As the popularity of the compact disc grew, album covers took like a big step forward and they've become mainstream ever since to the date to things you see now with like Travis Scott and Drake and how unique their album cover arts are. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think that whenever records were like made, they were made for the purpose of like, we're not going to really look at them. We're just going to listen to what's on there. But now we have them on our phones. I'll be listening to Daniel Caesar and I'll be seeing his like album art on my phone. It's really cool to see how it's like developed from just like on the record to on our phones. Yeah, and when we start off with like discs and things like that, like you have Beethoven and all of like the classical music, how they would be sold in paper bags with just like the name of the artist and maybe like the song that it was, like the um, sonatas or things like that. And now we have something different where we can see the actual cover and then back with CDs when we had the track album like list on the back and then the cover on the front. And now we've progressed to different resources like Spotify or like Google or Apple Play Music. And you just see like the different kinds of things that people have created over time. Just evolution. Evolution, yeah. So, 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, was highly influenced by the Beatles as they set a trend with their release of the 1966 album Revolver. It employed the illustrations of of Klaus Vormann and the photography of Robert Whitaker. And like with this album, it has like a very like psychedelic style and. It's just really trippy to look at. Like that's kind of the best way to describe it. But yeah, that kind of set a trend for new albums. And then their 1967 record, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band Club, uh, was like their most like grandiose cover, I guess. 
it employed the work of over 70 people just to make the album cover. And there's just like a lot going on in it. Yeah, I think some of like the most common Beatle albums that you see now are just on t-shirts and things like that. Like from their 1969's Abbey's Road, when they're walking across the street, like the four friends are um, on a road to, I guess, change the way album cover is created or like album covers are. And now you see different iconic album covers on t-shirts and people just wear them all the time. A lot of the times they don't really know what they are, like where they came from, but it's just something interesting to look at. Things have changed over time. Like even going back to Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, uh, the album by the Beatles, it's really cool to look at the album cover now and compare it to the album covers today. There's a lot of like media that's mixed in with this uh, cover as in they have a whole there's flowers as well as a whole bunch of pop uh, colors that are popping out at you and it's really not just this boring album cover it's one of like the most revolutionary i think albums of the century yeah so the 60s 70s and 80s is when album art started like popping off and it was it started like as we stated before in 1938 and ever since then it's been an evolutionary process and we've seen album art like come off the page essentially and it's uh, transferred into other kinds of media, such as art on video game covers and art on other kinds of medium. Okay, so compared to the 60s and 70s and even like the beginning of album covers in, in general, uh, the album covers in the 21st century or in the 2000s are really substantially different from the ones that we've had before. So Tyler, the creator's album, Flower Boy, is really cool and in a way where it's like revolutionary, right? So it talk, like you have this African-American artist who's out here like surrounded by enormous bees and sunflowers showing a new kind of perspective to the album art that we see today comparing that to daniel caesar's Freudian um album is also really cool because they're both african-american artists who are really good but specifically caesar like shows it's himself climbing up a steep hill like piercing the sunlight and really shows like the kind of vibes that he sets out by his like music that he puts out no yeah i thought how interesting like modern art is now because like Every, most people like listen to different types of music so the type of music might determine the type of uh, album art it has like so maybe like something like hard rock might have like like a cool kind of sense of like tone on the cover while something like sweet and sound like maybe like taylor swift's album cover or something might have like something like that looks beautiful yeah, so there's a lot of diversity within the art covers yeah. of, like, the 21st century, specifically in the 2000s. Like, we can compare, like, Taylor Swift's album to, like, Drake's album, right? More Life, where it's, like, two different, like, varieties of albums, but they're completely different from each other, showing the diversity of, like, the like the kind of artists that we have in the, t- the 21st century versus the kind of music that we also see in the 21st century. Yeah, and I think with album covers also, the artist gets a say in what they get to put on the album. And so for that perspective we get some of their input on like what their personality is and what they think is important what they want to stand out and also on the album cover we get to see like hey i want you to pay attention to like this particular part and maybe my song or maybe this part of the album and try to look more into besides the fact that the song is good like just looking at what the messages behind all of the different things they're trying to say and what they're trying to convey to their audience yeah and i feel like like the accessibility of like software like photoshop has also made like contributed to like the diversity of album covers because like now it's like a lot easier to like make something by yourself yeah so we can kind of see that in little yadi's album the teenage emotions album where it's a whole bunch of diverse people and like a whole bunch of diverse ideas presented into one album cover right so we have we have a gay couple which usually isn't seen in these album covers but little yadi just out here he's representing the diversity within like the teenager like what we see in high school usually right there's a whole bunch of people there's a 
wide like range of like races displayed here a wide range of people with different hair colors skin colors it's really cool to see this diversity like not only like on tv but also in album covers which represents the kind of music that they're making which is really cool yeah you just get a different perspective on cultures and what other artists find important in their lives or what they think should be important and relevant to other people's lives definitely Okay, here's our fun fact of the day. While Thorgerson is often credited with designing the cover of Led Zeppelin's 1973 album, Houses of the Holy, according to rock historian Paul Grushkin, it was actually Thorgerson's partner, Robert Powell, who came up with the cover after the band angrily rejected Thorgerson's original concept. <laughs> okay, and this is our art history joke. Some paint mediums must be difficult to work with. Some painters must lose their tempura. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, That's Maximilian. That's really good. <laughs> and now for our trivia question for next week. Who painted the scream? Mm, that's a good, a good question. <laughs> If y'all want to know more about the works that we've talked today or about any of the topics that we've talked about in our previous podcast, you should check out our blog at www.artasweknowitpodcast.wordpress.com or our Instagram as at artasweknowitpodcast and our Twitter as at artasweknowit. Uh, quick shout out to my brother and sister. Happy birthday. And also a major shout out to Miss Alkire for overcoming all obstacles to make this podcast possible. You're the GOAT. Thanks for listening to us today and we hope you'll join us next time. Mm-hmm.